Hey, this is Pastor Nate Cook, and you're listening to Pontificating Pastors, a podcast where we lock two pastors in a room and just let them talk about anything and everything. My friend Michael Pig is a church planner in San Marcos, Texas, and I'm a traditional church pastor here in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Today on the podcast, Michael and I talk about the fact that our kids are engaged to each other, something we had no idea we'd be talking about when we started this podcast. It's the one where we talk about marriage and life and church and all that jazz. So we hope you'll just sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of Pontificating Pastor. Hey, Michael, how's it going this week? It's going well, Nate. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm not sure that we have anything to talk about this week. Nothing has <laughs> happened in our families. No, it's been totally boring. There's nothing, nothing going exciting. on. Nothing exciting. Yeah, nothing at all. Uh, our kids got engaged, man. They did. They That's did. That's crazy. They, uh, I told some folks that Tyler ruined Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The uh, We were supposed to... Uh, you know, figure out a socially distanced way to distribute candy in our neighborhood. This is one of my favorite favorite things to do in uh, living in a neighborhood. Because most of my life, I did not grow up in a neighborhood. I had to travel to a neighborhood to go trick-or-treating. Um, and I know some people are like, oh, Halloween, it's evil, it's, evil, it's wicked, it's whatever. But uh, oh, it's yeah. actually one of my favorites. It's the, you know, it's All Hallows' Eve. It's the day before All Saints' Day. It's one of the most yeah. important days that we celebrate. Um, I think it was originally the church's alternative to the Day of the Dead, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, so you know, it's the I've original heard, church alternative. Yeah, I've heard all kinds of reasons for why why Halloween is either wicked or why we need to change it or what we're sanctifying or you know whatever is going on. All I know is that I you really like it. Like it. Uh, you like dressing up. I, I've no. noticed your family. Yeah, does like big time stuff. Sometimes. We we do we do the dress up thing. To say that I like it, not so much. What I like, like is the candy that that we get to pass out candy. And the last couple of years, because I stole this idea from you, um, we have been giving out hot dogs. And I've got some neighbors. Yeah. So the first year we did hot dogs, they were like, "Man, that was really fun. That's awesome. Can we participate?" And so they went and got chips. So we gave out hot dogs and chips. And then somebody else came along and was like, "Hey, I'll bring a cooler full of bottles of water. How about we do that?" So we did hot dogs and bottles of water and chips. And uh, and then in my neighborhood, I've been known uh, as the guy who the hot dog guy at uh, that's awesome at Halloween. And so. Uh, it's been fun. It's been fun to do that. You're that pastor who passes out hot dogs on the corner of Brazoria and Golden Rock. Yeah, you that's, know what's us. Funny? that's us. The first year we did it, the biggest thing I noticed was how the adults were so surprised that it was for them, too. Because you think about Halloween, it's always about kids, which is great, but adults don't get the candy. No. And we give out hot dogs, chips, water, and then we have candy at the end, too. And so we give it all to adults, kids, and everybody alike. Absolutely. And uh, the adults were like, this is for us, too? Yeah. And then some of them at first would be like, no, I don't want anything. And then as they realized the other adults were eating hot dogs, they're like, yeah, go ahead and give me one of those. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I that's mean, some awesome. people, they actually, after the first year, they made it their, their supper plans. Like, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, we'll just stop and get a hot dog at that house on the corner. And, was which was exciting Nazarene. to us because that's what we did 
That's why we did it because we're thinking, yeah. you know, how many people are walking in the heat? And you know, one year we did it, and it was a torrential downpour. I mean, right. it was just raining, and we had set up tents like those pop-up awnings, and we had neighbors huddled with us, which I know that's a, in the COVID, that's yeah, a right horrible now. thought. We're like, huddled with you? Oh my goodness, why would you ever do they that? They will destroy well, you. There was a time, if everybody just take a moment and remember a time when we weren't scared to death of our neighbor's breath. Um, yes, you know? <laughs> or being near or someone. Being near it's other so human beings. It's weird to be away from people. We need that interaction. Yes. <laughs> we used to touch each other. Together. We used to 110. we used to shake hands. We used to yeah. hug each other. Um, we used to stand in close proximity and have long conversations. Sometimes yeah. we would gather in rooms together and sing at the top of our lungs songs that we all knew. Sing our freaking lungs out. <laughs> that's a great song. <laughs> if you haven't heard that song, that's uh, uh, that's a good song by Mike Crawford and the and the Secret Sibling called uh yeah. these are uh, words to build a life on words but, to build a life on um that uh well back to uh yeah. but, why but, your you halloween know, was ruined tyler this and maggie this year they ruined it all i didn't get to do yeah. any of that this year because i had to drive all the way to oklahoma city to celebrate an engagement they're literally the worst they're the worst they're the worst <laughs> no let me tell you something your daughter we are super, she's an incredible young lady. She is everything we could hope for for our son. She is, I, we have been so, you know, when we were young, when she was younger, you used to tell me how mature she was, how you'd have theological conversations with this eight-year-old. And you would just, and I'd be like, is that dad talking or is that for real? And as I've gotten to know her, I have been super impressed. And the one thing I love about Maggie is you didn't have to guess if she was excited. When she walked into the church <laughs> no, and saw didn't. her friends, yeah. the whole yeah. room lit up. Oh, yeah. It was just like yeah. she was jumping, like barely containing the energy inside of her. Sure. Uh, like she was definitely, and Tyler gets excited too, but Maggie is, she reminds me a little bit of Paula's energy, just sure. very high energy. Um, so, yeah, it was it was exciting. Well, I, we've they seen didn't really pictures. ruin our Halloween. Yeah, no, they didn't really ruin the Halloween. That was I would I would gladly put down whatever I was doing to go and uh, and hang out with you guys uh, to hang out with Maggie for sure. And uh, and now Tyler, we've been figuring out. You know, we've been thinking about uh, what it looks like to integrate someone else into the family. And yeah. Tyler is certainly, you know, people are like, man, they're sure, they sure are young, Michael. And I said, yeah, I know. I, I want to, you know, I have lots of commentary to make. Uh, and, <laughs> and generally speaking, I like to, I, I think I'm learning to keep it to myself. Uh, because Imagine us having commentary. Yeah, I just, it's you know, like I could pontificate. a podcast where we sit and talk. <laughs> um, but I just, the truth is, is that that's not how love works. Love, yeah. love doesn't obey timelines and love doesn't. You know, and that may sound really romantic uh, of me to say that. I'm not terribly romantic. I don't think I don't think of myself as romantic, but uh, I think you know, love just kind of it's one of those things that surprises you. Uh, and when I you're re- surprised by joy and surprised by hope, surprised by love, um, yeah. You know, and and when you have kids who've paid attention. And sing, you know, I just God forbid I brag a little bit here, but I think that my marriage and your marriage uh, to Paula, my marriage to Shelly, I think we 
I enjoy my marriage, and I think we model yeah. that for kids, and they think, oh, being married's a good thing, so now they want to do it. Well, there's so much in our culture about marriage that is just like drudgery. It, you know, the, the thing is you're never going to have sex again, the ball and chain. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you just watch TV, and that's the kind of idea you get about marriage. And, sure. And our kids do not have that idea about marriage because – they seem to think their their parents are still having fun. You know, it's like, yeah, uh, we're 25 years in. I, I don't remember how many you guys are in, but you're close to that. Probably 23, 24. We're 23 um, years in. We're 23, 23 years yeah. in. So, um, you know, seem to still be having fun. So they, I remember when Paula and I got married. Of course, Tyler looks way older than I did because he can actually grow facial hair. When I got married... <laughs> I literally look 14 or yeah. 15 yeah. in oh. the picture. Yes. And I remember a lady at the church, um, the church I pastor now, but she was, um, she was a friend of Paula's and just coming up to her first thing and saying, you're way too young for that. <laughs> you know, oh, and yeah. just yeah. brash as could be. Oh, sure. And, sure. and Paula and I just looked at each other and like, well, that was helpful. You know, like, like what is that going to do? We're getting married, lady. Like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't help anybody. So, yeah, we, um, we if if being married is fun and we're too young, then we just want to start the fun right now, and yeah, and, and have it longer and enjoy it longer and not be, you know, uh, not be in a nursing home when our kids are grown. We want to. Yeah. I want to be able to jump on the trampoline with my grandchildren. You know, kind of a thing. That's yeah. That's I'm excited about that. I don't, I'm not really ready for grandchildren yet because no. I think I'm just not ready for that name. But yeah, I think I think one of the things it's interesting because our kids are almost the same age we were. Uh, I might have been a little older than Tyler, but not a lot. And, um, you know, it's like you have to almost I think we said this in a podcast talking about other people's kids, but we kind of knew ours was coming. This day was coming. So we said this not too long ago, but you almost have to insult your kids and say, well, you're not as mature as I was back then. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the truth of the matter is that I think probably our kids are more mature than, than, than at least Shelly and I were when we got married. Like we knew what we wanted, but, uh, these I know two, my son's way more mature yeah, than I was. You know, I just, I talked to Tyler and I'm like, man, I think you, you know, I, I don't have anything to say. I think if I'm being honest, I'm, I think maybe, you know, I worry that that maybe Maggie has a romanticized version of things. Um, but then <laughs> I talk to her and she seems to have a pretty practical understanding of them. I, I'm not yeah. I'm not worried that Tyler has a romanticized version of anything. Uh, the kid yeah. the kid knows how to worry. So I, you know, he's, he does, and he knows he, he what's appropriate to worry about. Yeah, he really yeah. does. He's he's already worried about it beyond the point of my commentary. So I don't have much to say. You know, Tyler went with us uh, on a family vacation uh, this summer, and we went camping. Yeah, I heard he was like a hero. Too. And he, I don't have we not told this story. This we is might have. this is crazy. Well, if we, we told the story, again. please indulge us. We're gonna tell it again. Um, I wasn't even there for this. Shelly was there for this. Uh, Maggie was there for this. But m- most importantly, my brother was there for this because uh, uh, Mark was fishing with his young son, uh, Tanner. Tanner's just a little guy. And uh, he got hung up in something, and Mark was freeing the line. And you got to understand, uh, Mark's pretty tough guy. Like, he's like... Um, uh, if if 
if Tyler had to ask for Maggie's hand from Mark, it would be a, a way more intense situation because Mark would been a whole different. Oh, movie. Mark would just have a blast with it. And and Mark's some of Mark's questions to me since have been, you know, like, uh, is it sadness or happiness? Like, how you feeling? How you doing now? And and Mark is uh, Mark is the one who when when his daughters get married, he has two. So, you know, uh, wow. Yeah, I don't envy him in that. Um, and one is the oldest and one is the youngest, and I certainly don't envy him in that. But um, <laughs> the, uh, it's just Mark kind of, you know, doesn't let you know if he approves or doesn't approve. And there was a moment where Mark was freeing Tanner's line from a hang-up, and the, and the hook came shooting out of the water. No bait. Uh, it, had, it had been lost, and the hook hit Mark in the neck and sunk uh, past the barb and it was it was a, a treble hook because we were trout fishing and um, it just uh, sunk there in Mark's neck and Tyler was there and my dad was there and Mark came walking up to the campsite with this hook in his neck and and uh, somehow however it got negotiated Tyler uh who was previously a pre-med <laughs> major, you yeah. know, like uh, ends up with the tool in his hand and doing the hook extraction from Mark's neck. <laughs> and so right. me and mom had been to the store to get groceries for the evening because we were going to cook. And, um, and we had to drive into town to do that. And so when we drive up, there's this scene where everybody is dispersing after having been crowded around the mirror of the truck uh, like the rearview mirror of the truck, kind of using it, right. and Mark's gauging, you know, what's happened here, and then we get this great story of how Tyler has removed a hook from Mark's neck, and yeah, uh, and so he became the hero of the <laughs> of the trip. It was really awesome. Well, and and of my kids, Tyler is the one who would venture in to actually pull the hook out. Like, oh, I, I don't know yeah. that Nathan would be like, he's like, I don't know what I'm doing, yeah. but you know. Um, yeah, you were saying Tyler worries a little bit about things. I, one of the things I, it's funny because he's always been our saver. And so he's always been the one who he, he's ready for the rainy day. So mm -hmm. you can feel good about that, dad. That sure, he's he's sure. going to, he's going to take good care of her. But yeah. yeah, it's, it was exciting. You know, um, we didn't arrange the marriage. I think that needs to be put out there <laughs> on, to on be, the public That needs airways. to be clarified for everyone. Yeah, no, we did we're not, not trying to contract genetically this. engineer ministers for the future. This <laughs> a master, kind of a master race of ministers. That's what we're you know, pontificators, yeah, so, as it were. Pontificators, a bunch of hot air. No, <laughs> but but it was really fun, and you know, I I look forward to to just many more days. I had somebody ask me, Lauren Glidden was in my youth group in Fort Worth. Her dad was my lead pastor, so he was kind of, you know, the guy I answered to there. Um, she said, we know, we, we're not sure if we're more excited about Tyler and Maggie getting together or that you and Michael are going to be family. So they, they, <laughs> she was wondering if I'd been trying to work that out for a long time. So. But I could definitely imagine us all going on vacation or, or something like that because uh, – you know, sometimes the people your kids uh, marry, you might not get along with very well. And we were kind of the other way around. It was like Absolutely. all along, it was like, if you guys break up, we're still going to be friends. So it's just going to be awkward for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I've been, <laughs> since they started this uh, courtship, as it, as it were, um, I said, um, 
you know, that Ingrid Agnes song that says, uh, if we break up, I'll be fine, but you'll be breaking more hearts than mine. Which is a great song. I mean, such a wonderful yeah. understanding of family and how family works and how marriage works, as a matter of fact, and how you marry into a family and you become a part of that, that family. Um, and, and so I, I just really appreciate that song, but I've been kind of, you know, uh, bringing it up throughout their courtship and uh, even sent to the point where I sent the Spotify link to Tyler and just said, you know. Uh, That's funny. You know, and it says in there that I'll pour you a whiskey and, and, uh, and pretend that I don't like you. Um, but uh, <laughs> so I just tell him, well, I'm not going to pour you a whiskey and I'm not pretending I don't like you. Um, the, you know, but, uh, just, you know, just the teasing of that sort of thing. But, uh, the truth is, is right. that I think Maggie's brothers like Tyler more than they like Maggie. Um, I kind of got that vibe from Judah. Yeah, He's kind of like, yeah, Judah's as long ecstatic. as you're around Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. We'll, we'll tolerate Maggie so long as you come with her. Um, no, right. but he, he spent some time here at the house and we have thoroughly enjoyed him. I tell you what, uh, one of my one of my parishioners the other day pointed out when they came and they led music uh, at Wayfinders, which, by the way, I told him, I said, hey, listen, um, you know, I'm not really that interested in a dowry, but I do need a worship leader. Um, so, so I don't, you don't want a bunch of shit. I don't need goats. I do. Okay. <laughs> um, well, good, because we don't have any. No goats, but, uh, but I would have, I would like a, a worship leader in the, in the process. But, um, Anyway, that's what I told Maggie when I sent her to SNU. I said, bring home a worship leader. And so she did. She thought he was going to be a doctor. I know. I actually had somebody ask me, like, she's still okay with it? Even though you're... (laughs) I don't know. I was like, this girl is a ministry. She's a ministry family. She's from a ministry family. She gets it. She gets it. She's not upset about that. The problem is, is that I don't know that my dad is okay with it. My dad. Yeah. <laughs> my dad was like, "So uh, you have you have some news for us? Is that that you're returning to med school? Is that?" <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of he he made yeah, a good joke funny. about it, and uh, of course, um, you know, whenever they Facetime my parents, my dad was like, "Who? What's his name?" Um, which you know we've been on vacation with him and we <laughs> dad knows him yeah. knows who he is he's right. met him a couple of times but uh, he like he enjoyed uh, the whole grandfatherly role of of uh, giving Tyler a hard time and I think Tyler laughed it off pretty well so uh, but he's never actually met Shelley's parents and so uh, I think at Thanksgiving he's going to get the opportunity to do that and so. Well, now I am friends with Wayne Gray <laughs> on Facebook yeah. after I posted yeah. all those pictures. So yeah. he, he was on my morning meditations this morning, which is, I guess, Shelly's dad, right? So yeah. Um, so now um, he'll at least get to see pictures of Tyler, even if he hasn't met him yet. But, um, well, maybe today we could talk a little bit about marriage because there's so much biblically. Sure, sure there is. That's... You know, there's so much theology behind the whole idea of marriage, even. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing because, um, you know, marriage in our culture sometimes, like I said, gets a bad rap and is, is very far from maybe the image of what marriage was intended to be. So, um, you know, the, the whole giving of yourself for the sake of another is really, to me, like that's the underpinning of Christian life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, sure. Sure. The whole idea of laying down your life uh, for the other, whoever the other is, but especially in marriage, 
uh, you do that in, in more of a complete fashion, which um, I've even heard like people like Richard Rohr say, you know, it's kind of interesting that we chose celibacy as the priestly role when, when maybe marriage teaches you more about self-sacrifice oh, yeah. than anything else. Um, so Absolutely. anyway, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that, but... Um, yeah, I definitely I, have a few. I absolutely. I always have uh, thoughts on this. Um, you know, Frederick Beekner, which I don't, I don't know if everybody knows Frederick Beekner, but he he, he was a preacher, and uh, I, I believe he was a Presbyterian preacher, as a matter of fact. And he um, he had a lot to say about a lot of things, but when he talked about marriage, he said, "Base, it's it's a wonderful kind of exploration." But he just starts out and he says. This is, this is what marriage is, and he talks about the commitment of it for better, for worse, and richer, for poorer, sickness and health, forsaking all others, right? Kind of this, um, and, and kind of zooms in on all of the sacrifice that marriage is. And, right. and then yeah. he goes, but what you get for this, if you're willing to make this sacrifice, what you end up with is each other. Yeah. And it's just such That's a powerful good. thought because he like he lists out all of the all of the things that that feel like a burden and feel like a, a, a difficult thing, and says, but if you're willing, then what you get is each other, and so then you get this other person who's signed on to make those same sacrifices for your sake. And, uh, and I just think that that's kind of this beautiful thing. That's what marriage is. I think some, a lot of times it, it ends up being lopsided or one-sided and somebody says, you know what, I, I thought I signed up for this, but I don't really want to. And I think we worry and we have a lot of fear and doubt and trepidation about, is this other, can I really trust this other person? Um, oh, yeah, and, for sure. And so there's, there's, a, there's a leap of faith in it. And when somebody is really willing to do that, I think that's... That's the value of discernment is saying, do I trust this other person? Um, and, and so I, and I think, man, I've been really impressed with our kids because they have a, a, a good dose of, ro- of a romantic view of that, but they also have a, a good dose and an understanding of, uh, of what it means to discern another person. I had, I had a parishioner who looked on the other day, uh, this is what I was going to say earlier, um, and, and while Tyler was leading worship because they came down on the week that he asked if, 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 if he had our blessing, um, to, the to, blessing. to ask Maggie's, to Maggie's, uh, ask for Maggie's hand in marriage, um, as it were. And, um, he, as he was kind of going through this conversation with us, he was here on a Sunday and he and Maggie led worship and it was wonderful. And everybody just thoroughly enjoyed having them here. And one of, one yeah, of the it made, Made Paula cry, by the way. Oh gosh, made I mean, made yeah, made Shelly cry for sure. And then, um, <laughs> but I, one of my parishioners just sort of said, there was a moment when he dropped something like off of his music stand, and I think it was his mask. He had set his mask on the music stand while he was leading worship, and his mask fell to the ground. And Maggie leaned to pick up his mask and put it back on the stand. And she said, as he looked at Maggie, um, she said, I turned to my husband and said, that kid is in love. That kid, this, this yeah, young that's... man is just head over heels for her. And right. I, I think what's funny is that there's no doubt 
about how Maggie feels about anything. Like if you've met her, she's she's going to tell you or she's going to show on her face. I have noticed that about her. And you, she <laughs> has never been bashful. <laughs> she's not bashful. And she said, you know, just been very clear on what do you want to be for Halloween? I want to be engaged. You know, that was yeah. that was kind of the joke that led to this. But uh, she's always been very clear on those kind of things. Right. Um, and not bashful about it at all. But Tyler is more reserved. He's far more reserved. And so you sometimes reading Tyler is not always easy. Sometimes Tyler right. is, uh, you know, he, he holds it close to the chest. He's not really willing to reveal his hand. And he's not overly emotive. Like he's not, he doesn't bounce off the walls like Maggie does. He's, right. he's you know, mannered and uh, reserved to some degree. And so when you catch him smiling... You know he's he's enjoying himself because he doesn't smile unless yeah. he is, and um, he's not you know uh, he's not one for putting on airs, and so she caught him in a moment where he was just looking at Maggie, and said that kid that boy he he's in love, and yeah. um, and I thought it was interesting that she shared that with me. Uh, after she saw the engagement pictures on Facebook, she was like, "I knew it! Right. I knew this I knew was I coming!" And uh, yeah. and we, you know, we all kind of knew it was coming because they do. They they adore one another, and I think adoration is part of a marriage, but uh, but p- counting the cost is certainly part of marriage. I think it's pretty cool um, about the whole story is that, you know, they met on a mission trip, um, really met. I mean, we used to be around y'all when they were little, but you know how that goes. They were kind of drug around with mom and dad, and then they kind of uh, first recognized one another as more than just that other kid whose right. parents I run around with um, when they were in Puerto Rico, and uh, there was a little flirting going on. I'm sure of that probably, but um, there was. But anyway, you know, just the whole, the whole idea of service and being being there to minister to people. Uh, the other thing that I think is is pretty neat, and I think in marriage is really important, and it's it's hard sometimes. But one of the things I've really appreciated about Maggie is that she lets Tyler be himself, and and so it kind of goes back to all kinds of relationships and all the things we're dealing with in our world right now it's this whole idea that being united to someone in love doesn't mean you have to be uniform doesn't mean you have to be um the same and so you know um that was something that was very exciting for us to see is just we felt like you know when tyler's around maggie he can be tyler and he doesn't have to be you know, uh, some version of Tyler. So yeah. I, it's, it's really, it's really fun to watch them. And, uh, they may be mad that we're talking this much about them, but <laughs> I think one of the things yeah. that I've, I've learned in marriage, um, and, and really this is just in relationship. You were talking about opening yourself up to things, um, even in our relationship with other people, um, a relationship with God, you know, it's like, there is this, uh, this sense in which, it's a scary thing to let people see you for who you really are and, and to wonder if you'll be accepted. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's a scary thing 
to be to be vulnerable with other people and uh and but like you said in that that Beekner quote um but you get that relationship you know you get yeah. you get the other person and uh really when when you boil life down to what's really important it's relationships it's <laughs> um, love god and love your neighbor kind of stuff and so you can't really love people if you're not willing to sacrifice and if you're not willing to uh to actually be vulnerable to getting hurt and that's yeah. the that's the toughest thing about even the church is like um you know in the church you ask somebody to open themselves up to you as a friend as a co um member of the body of christ and, and there are times you're going to get hurt because of that there are times people are going to do things that hurt you and in marriage it's the same way every marriage has had those moments where you've gotten hurt or you've hurt your spouse you know it's um yeah. but but the risk is worth the reward i yeah. guess what I'm saying. yeah i'll just uh, if it's okay i'll just read the part of the beatner yeah. quote that i'm talking about he says they get each other in return assuming they have any success at all in keeping their rash quixotic promises they never have to face the world quite alone again there will always be the other to talk to to listen to if they're lucky even after the first passion passes they still have a kindness and a patience to depend on a chance to be patient and kind there is still someone to get through the night with to wake up in the new day beside if they have children they can give them as well as each other roots and wings if they yeah. don't have children they each become the other's child which i just think is yeah. so beautiful like roots and wings like what do you want to give your right. children more than roots and wings i mean that's yeah, incredible that's great the and and i think in all relationships especially you know a marriage relationship is a is a special kind of relationship right now one of my greatest joys in life is that when Paula gets home at 5.30, even though it gets dark earlier now, we put on our walking shoes and we walk for an hour together. And those moments are moments of just sharing and just being together, talking about the day and stuff. Um, and, and it's like you said, you're never, you always have somebody in your corner. And so I know for, we have single friends, you know, and it doesn't mean that you don't have someone in your corner. What it means is you have those relationships, those deep friendships that then become those people who are in your corner. But any kind of friendship, deep friendship, marriage, I, I just feel like so many people in our culture uh, or in our day are just, it's very scary to open yourself up to someone. And, uh, sure. but I think the rewards are, are worth the risk. And even for me, like it took me a long time to be honest with God, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I thought I was being honest with God, but, but to really just name um, some of the things in my own life that God already knew, but I wasn't willing to really talk about. Sure. And, and by naming those, what you get in return, is you think you're going to get judgment and condemnation, <laughs> and, but what you get is mercy and you get God himself, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a great quote. I Thanks for sharing that. I hadn't read that one before. My favorite quote about marriage is this, as we're talking about marriage today, since that's on our brains. Um, the grass is not greener on the other side 
The grass is greener where there's been a lot of poop. <laughs> that's a Nate Cook original. That's a Nate, that's a Nate Cook original. It is, yeah. But <laughs> so, so many people think yeah. that, you know, well, you know, you look at people who've been married a long time and maybe people you admire their relationship and you think, oh man, they've just got it so easy. But the truth is that you see that, you know, 50, 60 year married couple, they've been through the mess together. Yeah. They've been through the arguments. Yeah. They've been through the, the days where they didn't feel like being married mm-hmm. and their feelings. They've been through the days where the other one has disappointed them. They've been through the days where they failed the other person. Sure. sure. I mean, and it's sticking to it in the midst of that. Um, and, and, and like you said, being together and it seeing as us taking on the world instead of me taking on you and fighting right. you all the time. Absolutely. Like, you know, well, did you, um, did you have that revelation of the poop, uh, being where the grass is greener? Did you, do you have a septic system? Is that why you, <laughs> why you... I have had in the past. <laughs> so I was, yeah, I was thinking about, I just have a dog too. Oh, okay. And I know, you know, the dog, the <laughs> areas the, of the backyard where there's fertilizer the dog tends to frequent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I tends to be green. I thought it was interesting when I was a kid. We had to, we had this green stripe that ran through our backyard, back past the fence, right. and there was a there was a, a septic system, a septic tank beyond yeah, a the lateral fence. line, huh? Yeah, and you could see where where it was greener right along that stripe, and yeah. I remember um, take when when it had to be replaced, and the backhoe came out and dug the big hole, and me and Mark were playing on the pile of dirt where the new one was going to go not not dirt from the where the oh, old that's one good. was but uh, <laughs> but uh we we played on the dirt and, and i watched the whole process of you know putting in a new septic tank and i think that's that's important if we're using that as an analogy i think that's important that you know what to do with the poop you know you don't you don't bring it back up you put it in its place yeah. and you leave it alone um, and yeah. let it turn into the fertilizer, the valued fertilizer right. that it can be. But you don't, uh, you don't bring it back up, and you certainly don't fling it at one another. Um, you kind of name it and let it be. Yeah, and you say, hey, listen, that happened, and it hurt, and but we're going to move on from that. I, th- I think, you know. Forgiveness would yeah, be a good forgiveness word. Forgiveness is a great word. Forgiveness is a great <laughs> word. And, and being, being forthcoming with expectations, there's, there's just so much in there. Uh, Les and Leslie Parrott, they, they wrote a book called Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts, among other books, and they do marriage counseling there. Uh, they were really actually in the state of Oklahoma. They were the ambassadors for marriage for a time because Oklahoma had the highest divorce rate in the Ooh. nation. And, yeah. um, and so Les and Leslie Parrott became the ambassadors, the governor's ambassadors for marriage. And I remember I, I got to talk to them while they were in the midst of doing that and listen to some of the things they had to say. And there was one conversation that Les Parrott was leading about, uh, you know, you're saying uh, people feeling like uh, unity uh, is about uniformity. Right. And he said, that, you know, a couple who comes in and says to me, well, we love each other and we're just so much alike. And as they talk and they're the, you know, they're just the same person. And he says, we're like the same person. Yeah, he says, yeah, we're like the same person. Well, then one of you is unnecessary. Um, yeah. You know, like uh, within a. Do you ever see the Seinfeld where he dates the female version of himself? <laughs> yes, I I remember seeing that. I don't. He gets really bored details. after a while. Yeah, he, you get bored. He hates it, right? Like, yeah. and that's something that I was saying to somebody the other day. Like, Shelly will say stuff, and we've been married twenty three years, and I'll go, really? I I didn't know that. I, yeah. You know, and so the the newness of it, getting to know this person, intimacy is not an efficient 
thing. It takes time. You've been on this kick for a while. I have. And, and I'm just, within the context of marriage, that's something I think is so important, is that intimacy is not efficient. Intimacy yeah. is messy, and it takes a long time. And then the question becomes, is it worth it? And the answer right. comes back, absolutely. Yeah, so I think for the church, you know, we, we make a lot of statements about a lot of things, but if the church would just model marriage better, like if we I would just so. do it better, you know, like yeah. choose to choose to help people from the get-go know what they're getting into, understand, you know, that this is not about feelings, it's about commitment, and it's about um, understanding that there will be highs and there will be lows, there will be days you're angry, um, and and I love that the state of Oklahoma at least has done one thing that we really encourage people to do premarital counseling yes. now. Like you can save a lot of money on your marriage license. And I don't know if that's why some people do it. But right. but um, this whole idea of marriage is and, and scripture tells us it is um, to reflect kind of God's relationship um, with God's people and. And, and so we know that it doesn't always work out, especially because it always takes two people, right? right. So right. I have a lot of really good friends who, you know, have wanted to stay married and, and maybe a spouse or partner has not wanted to. And so that makes it really difficult. So and it's always a difficult thing. But when, when two people can agree um, to those goals, uh, it, it is a kind of a beautiful picture of, of God's like love for us and our response. Although in our relationship with God, we've always been the unfaithful one. God has never been unfaithful sure, <laughs> in any way, sure. shape or form, but yeah. So I think it's uh, it's something that the church uh, can recapture. The church can continue to encourage people um, because relationships in our day uh, that, you know, we're in cancel culture, we're in uh, ghosting, era where mm -hmm. people just leave uh conversations on text or whatever you know but I, I think i think even in the church there are times where we need to stick out those relationships even when they're painful because the end result is we get one another and that's kind of what it means to be a community of faith um, it's not easy. Sure. I've definitely no. been hurt by the church. Anybody who's pastored has been hurt by the church. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Which yeah. I would I would argue that the if the church is going to do is stand by people and help them in marriage, one of the things is that we can't play the role of company man, you know, where we just right. defend the company no matter what. We we have to acknowledge uh, sin and brokenness. And transgression, we have to acknowledge a lack of integrity when it occurs, um, but and we have to we have to hold one another accountable. But we don't do it in a way that says, "Hey, I'm holding you accountable um, because we're you're about to get fired, right? Like you're about we're right, about. Yeah. I'm, I want to give you a reason so you know why I'm abandoning this relationship. Oftentimes, that's our view of accountability. My accountability to you is that I'm going to hold you uh, to the promises that you made. And if you can't fulfill them, then I'm going to abandon you. Well, that sucks. And that's terrible accountability. Accountability is supposed to be a commitment on both ends that says, hey, listen, I'm holding you accountable, but I'm also making my resources available to you so that you can succeed. I'm not holding you accountable to your failure as much as I am holding you accountable so that you can succeed. 
and uh, that requires a high level of vulnerability, a willingness to lament with one another and sit with one another in patience and endurance um, and, and, and help each other accomplish uh, what we call resiliency. Um, not yeah. not just watch to see that you well you weren't born with resiliency so you're not worth investing the time in because resiliency isn't something you're born with it's something that you learn and you learn as you walk with a community that is willing to uh, to be patient to be kind and to show mercy and so I yeah. think those are the things we need to do as a community of faith in order to help marriages last longer learning resiliency is a big thing I think I think we could stand it in all areas of life right now i mean resiliency is that ability to to love in spite of to, to stick with people in spite of uh, knowing that we will have our moments where we fail other people so when they fail us we don't just give up on them right. and, and that's a that's a tough thing because it's like i said the culture we're in is one that's just like uh, well, I'm going to leave. Yeah. I'll, I'll unfriend. Right. I'll block. I'll, you know. Well, and we're coming uh, out of a, we're, we're, I think we're that way because we're coming out of a time when it wasn't, when leaving wasn't an option for us as a culture. Right. Yeah. So we use coercion, right? So we use coercion yeah. and fear-based tactics and manipulation. And so now we're just like, you know what? Forget it. I quit. And yeah. those are two pen, ends of the pendulum swing and they're not helpful at all. Maybe somewhere in the middle, which is where we probably need to be in a lot of things. <laughs> Via media, Via as they media, say. Yes. So. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we should be radical moderates. Right. Radical moderates. I've heard that term too. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I'm super excited about the future. I guess uh, we'll be planning a wedding. One thing I'm really excited about is that you have the bride share and I have the groom share. <laughs> I'm just a big fat jerk. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know um, that's just part of the thing. When you when you when you have a daughter, um, typically the things that uh, that that a, girls think of as adornment cost more than the things that boys think of as adornment. Yeah, um, and just the whole wedding thing seems to be like heavily weighted on on the girls' side. But we'll do what we can. You know, we'll try to help uh, in any way we can. We're uh, we're super excited you know, about it. Just encourage a venue that's free. That would be... No. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm well, hoping that that does happen for them because venues are a big, big expense, or they can be. Oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, we just... We'll, we'll do whatever we can to help the two out while they're um, making all these plans. But I guess we'll be seeing a little bit of each other this year. We probably will. I'm thankful for that. Will. And and probably a thousand of our closest friends. Um, yeah, you know, that'd be so. great. <laughs> That's the problem with our kids is that they, because of our network uh, and because they've grown up in this network, we have so many friends and so and our families are tight-knit. And so the invitation list doesn't seem to be shrinking at all. It seems to be growing. And so... Right. Um, well, that was one of the beautiful things about the weekend for me is Brent Green was here and just the network, like you said, yeah. the the big family of the Nazarene Church. Brent was in your youth group. He was. Brent worked with you he as did, a yeah associate, helped you out in youth ministry, yeah. and then Brent's been with me now ten years. Yeah, surprisingly, here. as I was so. as I was there with you guys uh, during that. It was interesting to me that uh, there was celebration, but there was also grief and mourning. 
Um, yeah. You know, and and I say that, and people are probably like, "What do you mean, grief and mourning? It's just celebration." Well, no, it's not so much. And I think any good celebration will have a dose, uh, an ample dose, of uh, of of grief and mourning. Because uh, oh, yeah, as you watch it. this, you think, "I wish so and so were here to see this." Yeah. And one of those was Janet Green. Um, you yeah. know, that was that's Brent's mama, and she used to right. take care of my kids when they were little while we were doing youth group things uh they were kind of our go-to uh surrogate grandparents as it were for our kids and right. uh, janet was such a pivotal part of that and i just thought uh, and she was really big on wedding planning and those sort of things and i just thought how uh how much she would have enjoyed uh, the contribution that she could make and that her gifts and talents could make yeah to... she had a flower shop for she a while did. Right? she just did so yeah. much of those kind of things and i think uh It'll be interesting to see how her tastes and her uh, concerns for those things will be influential even in Maggie's choices that she makes now as she right. as she chooses colors and color schemes and decorations and those sort of things. Um, and, well, and I think it also made Brent feel a little old. He was like, it did. <laughs> I babysat this little I girl. took care of this kid now when she was she's little. Getting she's getting married. And now he knows how we feel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not well, quite as much, and, but a little bit. And by the same token, uh, in the Facebook time, uh, FaceTime with my face, a FaceTime with my mom. That and, uh, face thing time. That face thing, thing. I'm getting old. I'm getting old. <laughs> the Facebook. Um, and But anyway, in that conversation with them, my mom sort of just said... Uh, Wow, how's that feel that your baby's getting married, um, and and younger yeah. than you were when you got married? Um, and she said, you, "You, you, are you feeling what we felt when you you just went? Well, what? I, I, I have nothing really to say to this except, all right, let's do it, let's move forward. Right. Like, there's no uh, love. Love is uh, unpredictable, and it happens on its own timeline, and it." Uh, you know, it dictates. I just think of how old I thought my parents and my in-laws were, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm that, I'm that person. I'm now that still. person. How did this happen? So um, and so there's a lot of uh, just, where has the time gone? Which is interesting because Maggie wrote a song for her grandparents, uh, Shelley's parents, fiftieth uh, wedding anniversary. Maggie wrote a song entitled "Where Has the Time Gone," and I could just wow. hear it playing in the background. Uh, wow! I and, did not know and her twelve-year-old voice singing that song while uh, while that was all going on. So anyway, I can't say much more about that because I'll turn into a puddle of tears. So anyway, well, that's a good place for us to jump off. Uh, we're about forty-five minutes already. <laughs> so hey, man, I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. I know these conversations will keep happening, um, and I'm excited about a wedding whenever that may be. And then I'll get to see you more this year. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right, love you, man. Love you we'll too. see you, you take next care. time. All right, All right. Bye. you too. Bye. Hey, thanks again for listening to Pontificating Pastors. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor or any one of the other platforms. We hope you have a great week.